0: Hey, what's up, Halo fam? This is Fast Times Under the Halo, a.k.a. Randy Yaz. And welcome to the Halos in the infield baseball network. Before we dive into today's video, we just want to remind you that if you're watching us on YouTube, to hit that like button if you enjoy our content. Leave a comment down below to let us know all your thoughts. Also, don't forget to subscribe for more awesome videos like the one we're just about to drop. And finally smash that bell notification to keep yourself updated every time we go live or drop a new video if you're finding us on iheartradio apple pod podbean or spotify make sure to leave us a five star rating as well as leave us a comment all right halo fam now with that out of the way let's get the show started Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Randy Yoss, a.k.a. Fast Times into the Halo, and you're listening to the Halos in the Infield weekly wrap-up show. And we got us a new co-host. Rob, what's going on, brother?
1: What's going on, Randy, man? How you doing?
0: I'm doing well, brother. How you
1: doing? I can't complain, man.
0: Can't wait for the season to start. Are you ready to talk some Angels baseball? Absolutely. Right on. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up, the show that brings you all the latest on the week that was in Angels baseball. You will find game highlights as well as all the news, stats, and quick recaps of the entire previous week. Stay tuned for insightful commentary, weekly awards, and eye-opening insights from around the Angels baseball world. All right, guys, and welcome to the show. Again, like I said, we got a new co-host here. We got Rob on the show. What's going on, Rob?
1: Not much, Randy. What's going on, man?
0: Oh, I'm ready to talk some Angels baseball, brother. What about you?
1: Uh, I can't wait to talk Angels baseball, get the season started.
0: All <laughs> right on. All right, so <clears throat> we're going to kick it off with a little bit of news, you know, from this past week. Uh, uh, we're get, actually getting ready to hit, uh, going to the uh, uh, regular season here on the 30th, uh we're Playing the Dodgers this uh, uh, Sunday night and then uh, Monday and Tuesday back at home. Um, but I want to kick it off with uh, talking about Ben Joyce and Mickey Moniak. Uh They got sent back down to the minors. Um, I want to read off their stats here. Uh, Mickey Moniak, 18 games played with a four hundred nine average, a 1.185. On-base percentage, uh, he got walked twice, struck out nine times, had 11 RBIs. Ben Joyce, 13 innings pitch, a 2.08 ERA, three earned runs, he walked four batters, and he had 20 strikeouts. Hell of a hell of a spring for both those guys. Um, ben Joyce, man, he's just a young flamethrower, and of course Mickey Moniak's the the cat we got in that trade. Um, I'll, I'll I'll let you start it off, Rob. Uh, what do you think about those two guys? What do you think about the spring that they had, and uh, what do you think about uh, Perry and Nevin's decision to send him back down to the minors? I'll start off
1: with Moniak. I like Moniak. He did good. Had a great season. Great spring. Came in last year. Got some major league reps in. I have a little bit of a problem sitting him down, but I at the same time, I understand that this guy has to get at-bats in. He's got to play every day. He needs the work and everything. It's not fair for him to sit on the bench. Like I think Adele, how we did him a disadvantage to sit him on the bench, not know his role there. So I understand that. Do I see him coming up now later in the season? Honestly, I do. I, his stats speak for themselves, but like you hear it all the time. You have spring training heroes every year. Guys who come out in spring training, they're legit. They come in the regular season, they wet the bed. Right. It's over. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. But a- Joyce, <laughs> Phil Nevin was quoted saying this about Joyce. His stuff is there. He needs to work on other things. What other things? Is Perry is this a move that Perry is being forced to do by Artie Moreno? You don't want to start this guy's clock too soon? We've seen this throughout history of baseball, right? Garrett Cole, prime example. Guy who was sitting up and down in the minors until it was time to bring him up just to avoid the arbitration of his rookie contract. I mean, numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Guy's throwing over 100 miles per hour. He's there, has the strikeouts, has good command of his pitches for a young guy. The other stuff he needs to work on. Granted, is there something probably maturity-wise we don't know about? Of course, absolutely. But you need arms. It's an arms race to get to the playoffs in the postseason. And a young arm like this, you can easily destroy confidence by putting him down triple A. I'm not a big fan of Salt Lake in itself, too. All travels. Guy throws at that kind of heat, gets a lot more home runs. Personally, I think he's major league ready. He proved it in spring training. Day in and day out. He had the work ethic. They said he's working harder than anybody in the room. I look at that and say, Hey, this guy needs to be in the major league roster because we need to win now. So I'm a firm believer of, oh, it's early in the season, but we don't need to win every game. It's okay to lose. No. You need to win every game especially with that wild card spot coming up. Every single game matters. That's just my take on that.
0: No, absolutely, man. Actually, I thought we were going to disagree on that, but I couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, Like you said, every year we have these little spring training heroes, but, you know, these numbers speak for themselves. Um, I think for Moniac, excuse me, I think for Moniac, uh, I think it's just that it's just a whole case of paying – Brett Phillips, you know that cool million dollars, but I don't think I don't think that's long. I mean, it's just a million dollars. I mean, a million dollars to this franchise ain't crap. So, I really, I really think I think Moniak is just a matter of time. Uh, same thing with Joyce. I I think, I think they really wanted him. I think they want him to develop maybe another pitch or so. You know, especially working maybe work on a slider or something. Uh, really get that command down on that fastball because I mean, you throw that kind of heat, you better you better know every time, you know, you, you got command of that fastball. Because, you know, we don't want to see that son of a gun out there throwing, you know, trying to, you know, get command out there. And he's just throwing ball, ball, ball. So, and and I also think with Joyce, I think even with the, bull, uh, the bullpen we got right now, you know, especially with the question of who's going to be the sixth starter, it's a bit of a log jam. But he's another one of those guys, you know, it's just a matter of time. And I see both of them making, you know, making, uh, making appearances this season, you know, whether it's in a spot starts or you know, someone goes down and you know, God forbid, you know, and they get the nod.
1: But I definitely
0: see some September calls for sure. I mean, the, these guys, it's like you just said, man. These guys, numbers speak for themselves. These guys, these guys are ready. I, I on, I believe so. I think the guy, I think they're ready. Um, it's just a matter of time, you know, it's just, right now, it's just a matter of circumstances, and there, and there's some roadblocks in their way, but, but I'm with you, man, you know, numbers speak for themselves, and I, I definitely agree ready. Um Anything else on that one? Yeah, I, just, I mean, you
1: said you got to get September call-ups there, right? We'll see these guys later on in the season, but I'm a firm believer you got to get there. You got to be relevant in August and September in order for these guys to have an impact on this team, and I think, I still think the impact is now. I mean, unless Matt Wise is seeing something that we're not seeing or they know something else, I mean, I have complete faith in Matt Wise. But then I look at the roster in itself, and you look at it here, you still have uh, Matt Moore. He had a great year, but he's got the system. Chris Rodriguez is here. Is he back? Is he healthy? Are their numbers better than Joyce's numbers in itself? Quijada. Uh, Berea. I'm not impressed with these guys. I mean, they they have glimpse – Glimpses of greatness, and then the numbers are just inflated. ERA is up there, so I just look at certain things like that. I see Joyce is ready now. This guy's a gamer. This guy's a winner. He was a winner in Tennessee when he was there. Threw hard, number one team in the nation last year. Oh, I right. look at this way. This guy's ready to go.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, can you just imagine that flamethrower right there at the back end of that bullpen, just closing out games? I mean, these- the last time we've seen something like that. Oh, not since K Rod. Exactly what I was thinking right there. I, mean, I can't think of anybody else since K Rod, you know, come in here and dominate like this, you know, in the ninth inning. So yeah, well, I think we're I think we're pretty much in agreement there. So um, as uh, let's uh, move on to the next segment here. Um, now I want to cite an article here, um, uh, uh, written by Sam Blum. It's actually a tweet, actually. I don't know the article, but uh, it's about Max Stassi. And I don't know if you've seen this tweet, Rob, but it uh, says uh, Max Stassi went back to Arizona and played in a minor league game, but came out with a hip issue. Recognizing that it's all secondary to his personal situation, it will be difficult for him to be on the opening day roster. He'll have some more clarity tomorrow. So, uh, sounds like uh, it sounds like Logan's the man. As far as starter goes. And right now we got a big old huge question mark as far as you know uh the backup role was. Because uh I just read you that tweet from Stassi or Mount Stassy. Uh so what are your takes on that, Rob?
1: On this one, I'm a firm believer, horse has a broken leg, take him out back and put him out of his misery. Stassi's reached that man here in and year out. This dude is freaking hurt as a catcher you it's always a hip problem for him and as a catcher you're always in a deep squat your hips then as a, when you go to hit what do you use your hips this guy is done i think this guy is done i hope he proves me wrong if we keep him but we need to move on he's getting older you have uh, Logan O'Hop here you have Matt Dice here Hell, you have Taylor Ward who even play catcher, too. He didn't look good last year playing it. Don't get me wrong. He looked pretty freaking awful. I know he played at Fresno State. Took a while, right? Then out of this position. But, yep. I mean, at the same time, what are you going to do, man? I say you put Stassi in a situation. Guy's 32 years old, man. I get it. He's not old, right? I'm, I'm going to say he's not old because I'm 33. So, you know, I'm going to say he's not old. But baseball years-wise, as a catcher, man. He's up there. Not, hey,
0: catcher-wise, you're old, man. When you get past 30, I mean, you're getting up there. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's you know Stassi's always been one of those guys I've harped on as far as his uh, health goes. That's why I've always you know you know I said it last year you know before the season started. I go this I don't you know having this guy here as your everyday catcher is a joke. I go not only is he not an everyday catcher with his, with what he puts out on the field every day, he's not an everyday catcher health wise. I mean, I mean last year we had Suzuki backing this guy up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how bad our catching situation was last year. Sassy and Suzuki. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, Logan's the man here. You know, and with uh, with Dice, you know, the, with the spring that he's had, you know, why not? You know, with 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 Sassy having these hip issues again, like you had, like you had mentioned that he's had in the past. You know, like you said, man. You know. Take an injured horse out in the back and put a bullet in him. I mean, because it's the same thing every year with Stassi. I mean, if it's not now, it's you know by June, you know he's going to have some problems probably. You know if he's not, you know, batting one fifty,
1: <laughs> dude. That's that's the thing. So in the past two years that we've played, he's had over six hundred at bats. Six hundred at bats. He has under one hundred and thirty hits in those six hundred at bats. So basically, we need to ask Logan O'Hop or Matt Dice just to be a two hundred hitter, and you're going to be better than Stassi. Already better defensively. Yep. I think O'Hop is at least Dice could use some work. O'Hop is better than him defensively right now. He's younger, he's quicker, he's better reaction overall. He has it. This guy is ready to go.
0: But I mean, absolutely. fuck, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean. It's like you just said. If you can just bat two hundred, I mean, you're already you already leaps and bounds better than Stassi. And, and and Logan is also one of those guys that is, uh, you know, at least from what I've seen, you know, in the past, has proven to stay healthy. You know, and I and I and I'm a firm believer, Rob, one hundred percent. I think I don't I don't I don't view Logan Ohapi as just this guy that can come here and you know play catcher and I mean he's gonna play catcher really well. That's, you know, that's obviously his position. But I don't think he's going to be one of these guys that can come here and, and just going to be the bare minimum. I think this kid's going to be a star. You know, I'm th- I'm talking top top ten catcher in the league, possibly top five, you know, later on down the road. But I just – I got good feelings about Logan Ohoppy, and I'm just so proud and so happy to see where he's gone over the last year since coming in the Angels organization – you know, I was so excited when we got him in that trade uh, with, uh, for Brandon Marsh. I mean, it hmm. was just—I mean, Perry understood. I mean, nobody was going to want a deal anyway last year. Marsh was the guy. He, he was shown him to be a star. He he, he was shown to, that, it, that it was there, and the Phillies came and called him because they knew they could fix him. And, and 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 old Perry looked in their minor league system and said, "Hey, they got a they got a they got a top prospect who's a catcher." And we could use a damn catcher because we got over, we got, over, uh, we got Max Stassi, we got Statue Stassi over here, who's hitting, like I said, under 200. So you know, I mean, we could have went out and got anybody this offseason and they would have been better than Stassi. We could have got the guy go, uh, go Hamilton from the Sandlot, and we would shoot. We could have even <laughs> been all right. But like I, said, I agree, man. But like, like it's like we said, man. Like Logan's ready. It's his job. It's a parent. And I'm with you. We gotta just let Stassi just figure out something. I don't care if you gotta eat the money, get him out of here in a trade, something. I don't care. But I'm ready to roll with Logan and Ice, just like you said, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can do a lot with five point eight million dollars that you're stuck with, even if you eat half of it. You kill two point nine million off of that. That's play money. Or money to save up for Otani later on or to get another arm in the arms race that we're going to need in itself. It just—it's time. I think that Perry went out and got a guy who, like you said, a top prospect. But why did Philly have him? He's the exact replica, in my opinion, of JT Realmuto.
0: Ooh, that's high praise.
1: It, his numbers speak for him, man. He shows it defensively when he's hitting the minor leagues. He looked exactly just like a younger version of him coming up, and I think that's why they went after him,
0: man. You're excited. Feel these nipples. Woo-hoo! I love what I just heard right there. J. who was that again? JT Ramilto? I can't even say his last name. Say that for me again.
1: JT Ramilto? Yeah. I'm guessing was, too,
0: man. man that, yeah, I just watched him in the World Baseball Club. I just fell in love with everybody on that squad outside of Mookie Betts, you know. Screw him. But, but that's, that's a conversation for a little later on down in the show. We'll get to that. We'll get but, to that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and move on from Stassy. I don't want to spend too much time on that guy. I'm actually going to get into uh, something that Rob is looking forward to talking about, and that's uh, Shohei Otani's contract. Now, I want to cite an article, and now now this is just a quote from this article from Yardmarker, and it says, now take this with a grain of salt, fans. ESPN insider reveals Shohei Ohtani's contract negotiations will start at 500 million. I mean, we all kind of f- figure that, right? You know, somewhere, you know, ballpark. I mean, I kind of figured that. I mean, honestly, if you would, if someone actually would have asked me how much I think Shohei's going to get, I'm, I'm honestly somewhere right in the ballpark about 550 between. And maybe five hundred seventy-five million. That's what I honestly think he's going to get. I really do. What about you, Rob? I mean, you know, Rob, I'm actually going to give you the floor on this one. Go for it, brother.
1: I mean, I look at it this way: baseball is a business at the end of the day. And is five hundred million is he worth that right now? Over twelve years, I would say, yeah, it's just under forty-two million dollars per year. But if you're a team, it's going to sign this guy. For that much money, 12 years, I want opt-out clauses every three years because you're one injury away from a two-way player from eating $500 million and becoming one of the worst contracts signing. I hope the guy never gets hurt, ever. I hope he stays an angel forever. Artie Miranda's already come out and said he's not competing with that market. He can't afford it, which is bullshit. He says he can't afford it. That's his opinion. So in reality of baseball, I think it's too much money to ask for a two-way player. We've never seen this before. The longevity, we don't know about it. And he's getting older. It's not like he's a young 21, 22-year-old that's been dominating since he was 18. He's he's on the other side of of his late 20s, -hmm. going to 30. And to ask for a 12-year deal, there's dead money in that. And you have to look at the bigger picture, I think, too. The geopolitical uh, economic crisis that we're going through right now. Inflation's high. What happened if the economy crashes? very realistic owners are going to take a look at this and say hey this economy tanks i lose my sponsors i lose fans i have to lower my ticket prices how do i afford this steve cohen from new mets probably can afford it right steinbrenner probably could afford it but they're going to make money these owners a lot of these owners aren't in it as a hobby anymore a lot of these guys like to use it to make money there's teams that have operating costs that cost them money there's teams who make a profit during this to ask for 500 million dollars Is insane. Not to say he's not going to get it. But there's a lot that comes with that, too. You got to pitch every six days with Shohei Otani. So you need a pitching staff who's okay with pitching every six days. And as we know, these contracts are incentive-based. So these guys want their innings. They want their strikeouts. They want to win a Cy Young. And they're not going to win a Cy Young. Oh, hey, sorry, you only had 14 starts this year or 12 starts this year where everyone else has 16 or 20. Why? Because you're pitching every six
0: days.
1: So, I mean... It, they're not wrong, right? They're insiders for a reason. They probably have sources there telling them what's going on, but $500 million right now in this economy, I do not see it. I hope, I mean, I hope the guy gets it. Don't get me wrong. I hope the angels give it to him. But you need opt-out clauses, man. I just don't see it happening. I do not see it happening at all. There's too much at risk for this.
0: And, you know, that's the first time I've actually heard anybody say that, to be honest with you, that opt-out every three years. Dude, you're absolutely right, and I'm on board with that 100%. It's just like you said. You're one injury away from eating $500 million, 500 plus. I mean, we're kind of already eating 245 right now for we're our third baseman. That's a conversation for another day. Eating it, you're shoving it up our ass. <laughs> Without any lube. But you're absolutely right, man. I mean, I, I, I. This the first time I've ever heard anybody mention some opt-out clauses. You know, every every so many years, you know, to possibly save your. I mean, because you can eat a year's worth of you know forty two million dollars if he blows out an arm or something. God forbid. Knock on wood, he doesn't. <laughs> but. You know, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot, $42 million is a lot easier to eat than a full $500 million contract. So I'm on, I'm actually, like I said, that's the first time I've heard anything about anybody mentioning about an opt-out clause every so many years. And I am 100% on board with that, especially, especially now, I don't know if that's the rumor. Is that what you heard? 12 year deal.
1: I'm guessing now. I don't see this guy getting oh, $50 okay. million dollars a year. I'm guessing on the 40, just a little bit above the 40 side of it all. I mean, God, I hope like it I can. said, because I hope it's, it's good. Deal.
0: God, Yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, I'm dreading a 10-year deal. I'm looking, honestly, I'm looking somewhere in the ball. I mean, if they really want to take a fancy and just, you know, show them the money, give him an eight-year deal. <laughs> like, I mean, if the guy wants
1: $500 million and you want to be worth his while, right, front load that contract. Yeah, Put you all are. the money up front, right? Put $45, $50 million for the first four or five years, eat that money, and then tear it off to the end and do what our Pujols and King Griffey and Bobby Bonita are doing, getting paid all the way through when they're <laughs> yeah. retired, man. Hey, That's another bad. way to do it, too.
0: That's not a bad idea. But I'm absolutely on board with, with what you just said on that opt-out. Man, I actually can't stop thinking about that. I might mention that somewhere on the page later on. I might have a little conversation with the fans on that one because – I mean, it's it's like I just said, you know if that arm goes out, you know, one year and it and you're coming on up on year three, you know, it's easier to eat like I say, it's easier to eat that one year of forty two million dollars than it than it is to sit back and just like, shit. We gotta eat this whole contract and this guy's defected. What
1: was it not a couple of years ago? I mean, knock on wood again. Yep. A couple of years ago, did we not shut him down because he had an arm problem? Mm-hmm. And you worked out with rehab and training instead of going for surgery. That's lingering in the back of every owner's mind right now.
0: And Angel's fan mind too, especially especially if you're going to you know sign on that long-term deal. I mean.
1: It's not uh, like we've had a long-term deal fail us before. Oh, oh. No. we can go down Wait.
0: to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, i tell you, when, when, uh, when he got that first injury, I was like, oh, here we go again. But kudos to him, man. He bounced back and now he's had. Of the greatest seasons I've ever seen by a baseball player. So, oh, without a doubt. All right. So, anything else on Shohei's contract you want to get out there?
1: Shohei, if you're listening to this, man, we love you. And love is worth a lot more than money these days, man. So, please, please find it in your heart. $35 million makes you a rich man still every year. Please stay.
0: Buy you a lot of In and Out, Shohei. I know you love that In and Out. Um, there was also a uh, tweet. I was actually uh, uh, late. Uh, yeah, I would say late Sunday night uh, by Sam Blum, and it regards Mike Trout. And I actually sent you this tweet in your uh, in a text message to you, Rob. And it states, and uh, this is Mike Trout, by the way. As soon as the World Baseball Classic was over, on the bus headed back, <clears throat> excuse me, I texted Phil Nevin. I said I needed this, I needed to play in this atmosphere. I needed to experience it and be in the moment. It just made me think about how bad we want to get back to the playoffs. man, I tell you when I read that, I got super stoked, and you know what? it just flamed the it you know it just uh It just fanned the flames of my prediction that I had earlier on this offseason when I said Mike Trout will win the MVP, he will win the Triple Crown, and the Angels will be back in the postseason. And this this dude sounds dead set of getting back to the postseason. He seems dead set in keeping showy here. I think Mike I I think Mike Trout's really starting to step up. I'm starting I'm starting to see Mike Trout turn that corner, be a little bit more vocal as far as being a leader. I'm I'm starting to see it. I don't know if anybody else is starting to see it, but I just feel Mike Trout. He's he he now more than ever wants that freaking ring so damn bad, and I know he knows. That as long as is Showy's around and we can build around the around them too, as, especially with the pitching that we got, and we're gonna have that pitching for a while because they're young guys. I I think Mike knows this 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 team can win a couple. As long as as long as we stay healthy, we can keep this team. You know, like I said, built around Mike and Showy with the, with the young pitching that we have, dude. I mean. Mike tasted and I know, and he just seems so freaking hungry, dude. What do you think, Rob?
1: When you sent me this text, I got the chills reading this thing. <laughs> just to know that you, you've you awoken a giant. You were talking about one of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. Absolutely. But so pumped up and ready to get back there. And that atmosphere was electric. And he, he's right. He needed that because he knows that he's one of the greatest players. And just to hear these other players say, I played because Mike Trout played, that had to give him a boast of confidence right there to say, hey, I'm a leader here. I understand. People are playing because of me. I'll take that weight. Put it on my shoulders and let's go. I hate to say football reference, right? Let's ride. Come on, Trout. (laughs) Take us on this wild ride, man, this year. Take us to the postseason. Shohei looks up to him. Everybody looks up to Trout, right? Once Trout gets going, the team gets going. And uh, Phil Nevin, I hope he has what it takes to keep everybody in check to lead us here to the playoffs. Todd Fox always says it, right? There's an extra playoff spot, wild card spot. You just got to get in. You just have to get in. I'm a big sports guy. I'm sure you are too. You see the NCAA finals, Final Four right now. Those aren't number one teams. They just got in. You gave them a chance. Give Trout a chance. He is ready to go. Oh you Pitching need needs to hold up.
0: It, you know what? It's and it's like I've always said, you know. And 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 I was telling, and I always talked to Todd about this too, and they don't do it anymore. And I and, and I know it sucks. Did you see the? You see it too?
1: I saw it too, man. You know what though? That was just kind of like the Sanchez butt pummel right there, right? Oh, you that's that's what it looked like, right? It did, it looked like that. You were like you were running, you had it, you're going for a first and then boom, right into the center's ass, the ball's loose and It's Fucking god, man. That that was that thought right there. That's what you had. I saw it. I saw it, man.
0: I, I was I was sitting here you know while you were talking, like, how much time do we go there? Okay, so let me pick it back up. So we're talking about trout. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, he's he's definitely awakened. Um, you know, I think that's not what I was talking about. What the hell was I saying? Oh, that pisses me off. Dude, what, were we, what were we talking about?
1: That he's, he's willing to take the team on his shoulders, that hopefully Nevin keeps these guys in oh, check and manage them. That's right.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, and let me tell you, uh, with Phil Nevin, and I said this last year when he took over. I told I told everybody, you know, don't get too crazy on him right now. You know, Phil Nevin's got to implement his ways. You know, and as far as that season goes, firing your manager when we did, after and playing like we were, I mean, it was pretty obvious we weren't making the postseason. And so, I think I think Phil understood that. Hey, you know. Let's just get through this season. Let's see what we, you know, let's see what we got. Let's let's play some young guys. You know, I'll I'll try my best, you know, to do what I can to implement, you know, my strategy into this into this team. But it's hard, you know, to ask guys that have been playing the Joe Madden way for almost 3 years to just flip a switch and start playing another way all of a sudden. And I said it was going to take some time. And and it possibly was going to, you know, take the rest of the season. But when we, when we gave him that one-year deal, I said, okay, here we go. Now, now we get to see what Phil Nevin can do. Now we're going to see what Phil Nevin does with implementing his way of baseball, implementing his way of doing things, because it's going to be full-on Phil Nevin. So if we crash and burn, it's all, you know, I'm going to say all Phil Nevin's fault. You know, but it's it's you know it's on Phil Nevin. You know, so if we crash and burn, he doesn't deserve to come back. But if Phil Nevin leaves this team back to the postseason, even if even if we don't get out of the first round, hopefully we don't get swept. I, I honestly wouldn't see this team getting swept. We, you know, got into the postseason. But if we you know if we can get into the if, even if we get bounced out in the first round, I don't see why you wouldn't give nevin a two or three year deal to maybe you know it's like okay well you know that's obviously a big improvement you got us back into the postseason let's see what you can do so you know you know i'm on board like i said but i'm on board with you with trout you know but that world baseball classic i mean it's like he said it gave him the atmosphere that he so craved dude and i tell you he wants it back so bad Live every night on the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. We'll get into everything that we're going to get into as we go along, but I got to rant real quick. But why would you throw out an inexperienced pitcher in a game you're still close in? And I don't care what the record is, you show up for a fucking rivalry game. But he's actually talking to him constantly. That is a sign of a really, really good coach. It's the Todd Box Hosting Podcast with your host, Todd Fox. Because the only thing I want to yell is, Alright, we are actually going to get into the World Baseball Classic. And let me tell you something, fans. This was the first time I ever watched the World Baseball Classic. And I had... One hell of a time, dude. I mean, I was flipping my schedule, you know, all around just to get up and you know watch these games, you know, the United States and stuff. You know, maybe, you know, I'd come home, you know, I'd come home on my lunch, you know, watch a couple of innings of Showy pitch, you know, maybe get a couple at bats. Man, the atmosphere. I mean, it's like Mike Trout said, man. You know, I've longed for this. I haven't. I. I mean. And, you know, this will probably allow Rob to get a shot in. But I'm a Jets fan, you know, in football. And I'm an Angels fan. So just to feel that atmosphere for the first time in over a freaking decade, I mean, I was getting goosebumps, dude. I was screaming like a little girl. I was jumping up and down in my living room, dude. I was, you know, I was. Woo! You know, dancing with Maverick and stuff. I mean, we were having a good old time. You know, I was going to visit my buddy. You know, we were watching it in my hometown of Hanford. And man, it was just—I had so much fun. What about you, Rob? What, uh, you know, how much fun did you have watching this? Well, first off, I have to say I
1: didn't know the Jets were uh, electric ten years ago. I mean, I thought it's been quite a while. But, anyways, I, I had a blast. Randy, back-to-back AFC championship,
0: championship games. Just let me say that, okay?
1: Go ahead. F- fumble. Uh... It was this World world classic, it did not disappoint. It was everything. Absolutely everything. And to those who said it was useless baseball that didn't matter, they can shove it. Because there was so much national pride on this stage. It was just so amazing to see the players and they showed out. Guys showed out. Guys showed out too much. <laughs> Successful for
0: one at bat and
1: unsuccessful the rest of the classic, but Oh, man. It was, yeah, it was great.
0: Are you, are you talking about anyone in particular there?
1: Jose Quijada, man. <gasps> Go back to AAA, brother. Go back to AAA because how you pitched in that classic is exactly how you pitched for the Angels. You're red hot or ice cold. There's no in between. You're not a competitor. You're not there to compete. You're there to slap your chest, put on this little Superman cape and do whatever you got to do to make it a show. This isn't a show. The show is to get a win. That's what we need here for the angles. we don't need the uh, semantics knowledge that they're going to pull. Just pitch, play baseball.:
0: Absolutely. And with that, let me get in, uh, let me get into uh, the angel players that were in the World Baseball Classic, and I, I got a list of uh, looks like about eight or nine here. I'm we'll going start off with uh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout played in seven games. He had a 2.96 average. He had an on-base percentage of .962. He was walked seven times, and he had seven RBIs. Then we got Shohei Otani. 9.2 innings pitched, a 1.86 ERA. He only gave up two earned runs, only walked two batters, and he struck out 11. Now, on the offensive side, he played in seven games, had a 4.35 average, an on-base percentage of 1.135. Got walked ten times. Wow. Well, struck out six, but he also had eight RBIs. Now, or probably my uh, one of my favorite players right now. I mean, outside of Trout and Ohtani, obviously, Patrick Sandoval, man, Team Mexico. What a stud! Two games played seven point one innings pitched an e r a of one point two three only gave up one earned run, walked three guys, but he struck out eight. I mean that dude was electric i mean tell me tell me you weren't proud of Sandoval brother
1: no. I expect that out of him. I was super proud of him. I expect it out of him. And I'll be the first to admit, I thought it was a bad idea that he played in the World Baseball Classic at first because he has lower back problems. Reminds me of Clayton Kershaw. Lower back problems, keep the pitcher out for long periods of time. All I was worried about was him getting injured in one of the most important seasons that we have coming up. But prove me wrong. Came out, showed out. But I expect this out of this guy. This guy has that type of stuff, I believe. He is that guy. If that changeup is on, he is one of the deadliest pitchers in the Major League of Baseball.
0: Absolutely, dude. And, and, you know, I'm I'm already on record saying, I mean, this guy gets the run support he needs. He's top five, top ten pitcher. uh, I mean, all of baseball. Hell, he might even be top five in the American League. I mean, the dude is a stud. And and if he can just get the run support, I'm talking – 17, 18, possibly 20-game winner. I mean, I'll tell you right now, this guy's a Cy Young winner a couple times throughout his career, I think. I mean, the dude is a stud. and I I mean, just to get him from Maldonado, I I mean, I don't know what else was involved in that trade, but I mean, just, man, I I do that trade over and over all day long. I mean, I'm just, I, I was so proud of Patrick. Um, moving on to the next Angels uh, Angel player that was in the World Baseball Classic, Luis Renjifo. Now, this dude was so unused or underused, I should say. Now, listen to this. Only three games played. He had an average of 1.67 with an OPS of 334, no walks, two strikeouts, and no RBIs. Rinhifo is one of those guys that if he was going to go into the World Baseball Classic, man, I would have, I would have hoped he would have thought he was going to get the at bats, man, because I really think he was the guy that could have used, you know, some more at bats during, you know, spring training. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, not gonna, not gonna hate on him for, you know, wanting to go play for his country, not at all. You know, I just wish, I wish, uh. Geefy would have got more at bats, man. You know, because I really think he could have used them, and I really hope that Phil Nevin, you know, just gives him a bunch of at bats these, you know, these last three exhibition games. What do you think, Rob? Yeah,
1: guys, go into this classic hoping to play and hoping to get the work in, but at the same time, you almost have to look at your roster and you have to do what's best for you and the business side of baseball. that's where it comes back into play as a business side of it all. I understand you do everyone wants to represent their country in some way shape or form but if you're not going to play not going to get the work in you're going to start the season off slow you're not helping your team you're not helping the business side of the baseball and then if you're a guy such as Renhifo is right now fighting for a job right now what's more important to you you had plenty of guys drop out of the World Baseball Classic all over fighting for a job what's the, the guy from the Dodgers he dropped out once uh, Gavin Lux went out mm-hmm. the shortstop I think it was the right play Granted, you want to play for your country, but there's another classic coming up. Something more important going on right now. You're not established yet. You don't really have what it takes, in my opinion, to be the guy like a Mike Trout, a Goldschmidt, or these guys to walk away from your team and come
0: back and be just fine. No, I, I absolutely agree, man. Like I said, not like we like were saying we're not we're not we're not going to hate on the guy for you know choosing to play for his country, but you know you're not an established player in this league, you know. You really could have used those spring training at reps, especially when there's guys, you know, that are vying for those jobs. You know, it all it's going to take is, shoot, I don't know, a two-week slump from Geefy before we start seeing, you know, maybe like Fletcher full-time or, or, or you know, we start seeing a mix-up, you know, getting Urshela in there. I mean, mm-hmm. it just – I just really wanted to see him get more at bats, you know, whether it was in the classic or you know if he just dropped out and said, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back home and I'm just gonna get my bats, you know, and just work on you know work on getting ready for the season. So, and I hope it I hope this doesn't affect him, you know. Like I said, I hope he gets a bunch of at bats these last three exhibition games, and you know he shows us something. But uh, we'll see. Uh, moving on, uh, we had Gio Urshela. Uh, he played in four games. Didn't have an average, but had an OPS of .118. Got walked once, struck out three times, and had an RBI. Then everybody's favorite bench guy, David Fletcher, played in five games, had an average of 200, an OPS of .488, got walked once, struck out three times, and had zero RBIs. So he kind of just fletched up the joint a little bit. Next on the list, we had Jaime Berea. He played in one game, uh, 2.2 innings pitched, an ERA of 3.38. He had one earned run, walked two guys, and had one strikeout. Then we have Zach Weiss, two games played, 3.1 innings pitched, an ERA of 2.70, one earned run. Uh, oh, I, I didn't walk some. Uh, and one K uh one uh strikeout. Oh. I got stats all mixed up. I'm guessing that's one uh one walk in five Ks. Okay, I think that's what it is. And then we have Jose Quijada. <laughs> Rob's boy. Three games pitched, two point or excuse me, three games played, two point one innings pitched, an ERA of eleven point five seven. Three earned runs, two walks, and three strikeouts. And those are your angels in the World Baseball Classic. I will say I'm proud of them for, you know, going and representing their countries, and I'm proud of the guys that played hard and, and showed out, you know. And I'm not going to hate on the, you know, I'm not going to sit here and um totally diss the guys that didn't show up, but, you know, it's like Rob said, Jose, brother. You need to figure it to freak out, you know, get it together, dude. We, we're counting on you. We need you. And, uh, so with that, let's, uh, I really want to talk about that. Uh, trout, no at that. Mm. I mean, dude, I mean, I have butterflies in my stomach. I was just like, Oh man. It's like, I want to see Shohei, you know, look good. But at the same time, I want to see my boy trout, you know, Just do it for the USA, man. Let me tell you, though. That slider by Shelly. Oh, boy, dude. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, as devastating as I was, as it was, and as sad as I was to watch the USA go down like that, and to watch Trout go down like that. That slider. I must have watched that replay 50, 60 times. That thing is utterly filthy, dude. And I'm talking utterly freaking filthy. And I and I and I can't just, and I'm excited to watch him put you know uh to watch him pitch in the regular season, dude. Like like, <laughs> like I, I was excited last year. Just watching him alone in the in the world baseball classics got me. Pumped up for Shohei. I'm I'm telling you right now, Shohei is winning a Cy Young award this year. What do you think, Rob?
1: I was pumped to watch that at bat as well. But what I will say about this is that Mark DeRosa handicapped Trout in that at bat. And what, what I say that is, first batter gets on, he walks. Mookie Betts is up to bat. You pitch run Bobby Witt Jr., a speed guy. Two pitchers go by, you do not take second base. Why? Why do you not take the extra base? Yeah, Take second. Take him out of a double play situation or do a hit and run. Do something. Put the ball on play. You're down by one run. That run counts. You cannot put Mike Trout up there with two outs back against the wall because it's over. It's absolutely over. Shohei Otani came out and he dealt. That slider, God himself could not throw a better slider <laughs> than that one there after setting him up with two fastballs right there. And Trout has some great vision. The one thing I didn't like about Trout at that was is that they talked about it all World Baseball Classic, was that he likes to see the ball in deep. Right. Shohei Otani can blow that ball past you, especially with that slider and split finger thrown the same exact way as that fastball is. Mm-hmm. You cannot see that ball in deep against him, which Trout does. Granted, who am I to talk about? Mike Trout, right? Like, I know anything at all. He's one of the greatest figures <laughs> to play. But here I am giving him advice. But I think Mark DeRosa handicapped that at bat from the start. The one sure. thing I don't like about that at bat it's how good Shohei looks against Mike Trout, one of the best hitters. Guy, would they say it was his twenty fourth time ever swinging at three strikes? Yep, that just boosted Otani's stock through the roof. That's why we're getting five hundred million. It was probably four hundred million <laughs> before that. At that, now it's five hundred million. It's freaking Otani <laughs> had to go this Trout like that. Oh, but anyways.
0: Man. I, like I said, it was it was sad to see Trout go down like that. You know, that's our boy. But, man, just watching a Shohei deal like that, I mean, it just gives you goosebumps and just gets you excited for this season, man. I mean, I'm, I, I like I said, I think he's going to win a Cy Young. I, he's hitting – I think I predicted 22 games he's going to win this season. He's definitely dealing over 200Ks again.
1: he got to pitch 22 games in order to win those. I mean, he's got to pitch every fifth day. Can't keep pitching every six days. Delaying himself.
0: Well, see, that's the thing is is now with with uh, with the sixth with the, the sixth guy in the rotation. Um, if there is a sixth day and there's an off day, they're just going to go right back to Otani. So he's actually he, he's he's going to get some extra starts. I mean, it's just oh, that's good. Yeah. So I mean, it's just you know staying healthy, you know, and and, and give him some damn run support. I don't want to be seeing Showy having to get his own damn run support again this year. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was annoying.
1: <laughs> God, yeah yeah it's awful,
0: but um real quick, I want to touch on Sandoval one last time you know b- before we move on to this next subject in the world baseball classic is I just hope everybody saw on a national stage our number two guy, and if showy wasn't here, he'd be our ace in my opinion he's that good, and I was just so again so proud that he went on a you know i wouldn't i wouldn't even say on a national stage almost say on a world. Stage. And here comes my 1F bomb. Bald the fuck out. Proud of you, Sandy, if you're listening, which I doubt. Anyways, <laughs> now I want to move on to the big controversial topic, and that's the injuries to Edwin Diaz of the Mets and Jose Altuvia of the Astros. Now, I know it's I know it's Jose Altuve, and I'm not going to sit here and, and cheer any freaking injuries because that's not who I am and that's not what I do. But this whole narrative that we got to hang the world baseball classic up because, you know, a couple of freak accidents, you know. A guy got, well, one guy got hit in the hand. I call that a baseball injury. Shit happens, folks. The other one was just a freak accident. We all saw with Kenji Morales, what, was oh eight or 09? You know, it's not it's 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 not it's not like he got that during the game. I mean, he could have easily he could have easily done that. You know, in a spring training, you know, celebrating or or you know the first you know opening weekend, you know, celebrating. I mean, those things, you know, you 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 don't know when things like that are going to happen, and it's just at a freak moment. You know, he was celebrating. And we're gonna blame that on the classic. I mean, I, I'm I'm in favor of keeping the damn thing around. I'm very much looking forward to watching it in twenty six. And we can't we can't just let a couple of you know, you know, like I said, one, a baseball injury, you know, like I said, stuff's gonna happen in a game, you know. You get hit by a pitch, you get hit by a pitch, you know. Look at look at look at Turner in spring training. He took a ball to the face and his whole his whole freaking head split up, so I mean it's gonna happen no matter where you're playing, and so we can't be blaming that on the classic so i'm for i for one I'm on board with keeping it around and I'm on board with keeping it around for as long as they can i mean this is it's i don't know why I didn't get into this sooner to me it's 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 one of the now I will say this now if I can put this out there I do not. I, I I do not care for it this early in the season, because could you imagine what the United States lineup would look like after they've already played you know a full freaking season after they after they've had their chops. Yeah, they might yeah, they might be a little tired. Give give, give them a little rest period, but it won't be enough rest period. I think you'll cool them off so much where you know like they've had a whole winter to take off. You know, just give them a couple of weeks to rest up. You know, and let, let's let's play this game. You know, I don't know, late October, November. Oof. Why not? I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're playing this thing, we're playing this thing in Arizona and Miami. It's not like we're playing this in any cold weather cities.
1: No, absolutely. But you're competing with a very, very high profile sport in in the NFL. They control the narrative. at That time, that's their time, right? They own the TV rights. They Grab the fan base. College football, same thing. Fan base is there. NBA's just starting up. NHL is starting up. Mm. Baseball needs to take the back seat at that time. They've had that long season, right? It's kind of. I don't see that going
0: well. That is true. I didn't think about that. That is true. Um, damn. Screw you, Rob. <laughs> 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 but no, seriously. Um, back to that controversial topic with you know the injuries and what everybody's saying. What's your take? on the
1: freak accidents. I mean, the Diaz jumping up and down. They do more intense workouts in spring training of jumping up and down with medicine ball sprints running his uh poles after pitching there. That could have happened anywhere. That's just a freak accident. I didn't see him roll his foot. I don't know if anyone else did. Or yes, can comment in and see or say what you saw there, but uh just like he was jumping up and down and just snapped. I mean he could have been doing squats. They could have been doing sprints on that, and they do that in spring training. I don't know if you guys know, spring training is not just playing baseball games. They get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. They got to work out from 5 to 7. Absolutely. And then if you don't meet your workout requirements, such for pitchers, I don't know if anyone knows this, that's called the Fat Boys Club. And a Fat Boys Club is the pitchers who don't make the mile times in a certain amount of time, or they're not hitting their sprints fast enough, or they're not getting enough reps in on their runs. They have to come in and call the Fat Boys Clubs, and these strength and conditioning coaches have to go in there. They work on them. Pablo Sandoval was one of the most famous people who saw on TV. They work with them after, say, hey, try to drop pounds. Let's help you out a little bit. That could happen there. And then as for Altuve, baseball injury 100%. You're more likely to get hurt during spring training with these guys from double, triple-A up there, throwing gas at him, afraid, because at the end of the day, no matter what you think about this guy, that's still Jose Altuve. Absolutely. So it's to shelve the whole thing because of a couple injuries. No, if you're that worried about it, your team is that worried about it, they can tell you not to play because they have every right to because technically you play for them. You work for your team.
0: Absolutely. That's, a, that's exactly right.
1: It happened before. The Angels told Scott Cashmere, no way. I don't know if you guys remember that. Is that the 09 classic? Is there one in 09 something like that? Scott Cashmere, before he became an Angel, they said, nope, you're not playing that. You just came off an arm injury. You're not playing you're getting ready for the season for us. Granted, he probably could have played anyways. He sucked for us, but <laughs> yeah, he, did. he went on to be great later. For yeah. The Dodgers, of course.
0: No, but you're absolutely right, man. I mean, these teams are paying you, you know, big contracts. You know, they basically, they, you know, they basically own your rights at, you know, at that point. So they want to tell you, you no, know, hey, you're not, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. It's just simple. Welcome to Halos of the Infield, the weekly podcast that brings you the inside scoop on all the latest news, stats, and analysis from the world of Angels baseball. We'll bring you exclusive interviews as well as insightful commentary, in-depth analysis, and eye-opening insight from our team of diehard Halo fans. So if you love baseball, and especially the Angels, then get ready for the ultimate listening experience. Join Todd Fox and Fernando Mendez with Halo's in the infield. Your weekly hit of all things Angels baseball. All right, so we're gonna get into our final segment here. And uh, Rob and I are gonna give our predictions here, and we're just gonna give you uh who we think the winners of each division are gonna be in the three wild teams. Uh, not gonna get into any playoff predictions, no World Series predictions or anything like that. <laughs> some simple predictions, because Well, I've already told everybody. I think the Angels won. Serious. I said it. But I'll let Rob start off with this one. You know, Rob, if you want to go ahead and give your uh, AL and NL division and wild card winners.
1: No, no, you go first. I'm going to wait just like the Jets are for uh, Aaron Rodgers. That might not happen.
0: (laughs) Oh, he wants to hear mine first. All right. All right. Not a problem. In the AL – I got Houston winning the West. I got Minnesota winning the Central. And I got Toronto winning the East. My three wild card teams are your Halos, the Yankees, and the Seattle Mariners. In the National League, I got San Diego winning the West. I got St. Louis winning the Central. And I got the Mets winning the East. My three wild card teams are the Dodgers, the Braves. Watch this one, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, the Diamondbacks are on the rise. They they got some they got some young guys out there, and I just, dude, I I I don't really I can't. I can't take San Francisco all that serious. I mean, I feel like I feel like Arizona's doing more right now than San Francisco is doing. I mean, I feel like they, I mean, they were all in on Judge, and I mean, then they were kind of just like, oh well, okay, well, I guess we'll get this and this. <laughs> we'll, piece, we'll piece together. I mean, the Giants. I mean, they are one of those teams, kind of like the Oakland A's, you know, where they kind of, you know, in a where you think they're going to have a down year, you know, and they'll just show up out of nowhere. But I just, man, I think the Diamondbacks, you know, you know, they got this young, they got those young guys down there, man, and they're and 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 they they've been showing a lot of promise, you know, especially over the last year or so. And I just, I think the Diamondbacks are ready to make that move, you know, into the third place. I, I really, I, I think they're better than the Giants. What do you think? Give it to me.
1: Yours are pretty solid. The Diamondbacks, I just don't see it. I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I figured nobody's going uh, to get on board with that
1: one. Yeah, I mean, they're they're signing good guys. Are they going to make progress in a division? Absolutely. But having to play Murderer's Row, the Dodgers, and the Padres, it's going to take quite a hit on you, man.
0: Well, and luck- even the Giants, too. Luckily for them, this year, starting this year, you play less of your division because you're playing everybody now. That's a good point. Let's, uh, let's hear your picks, brother.
1: In the NL East, hmm. I'm going to have to go to the Mets as well. I don't like the Mets. <laughs> I hate the guy has so much money that he's not greedy with it, that he spends it, but they're the team to beat. In the Central, I'm going to copy yours with the Cardinals. Just a great, great franchise, period, there. Oh, absolutely. In the West, I'm going to the Padres. Padres as well. I think the reign's over for the Dodgers. I think it's the Padres' time to shine. Now for wild cards, start the NL. Dodgers wild card, number one for sure. Um, Obviously, too, I'm going to go two and three. I'm going to go back to the East, the Braves and Phillies. I think they have what it takes. I think the Phillies, they have the hitting now. I think Trey Turner is going to be that little extra piece to get them up over the top. It's going to make up for the lack of pitching that they have depth-wise from the starters. All right, American League going to go with the East first. Thanks to you and all the info you dropped on me. I'm going go to go the Blue Jays. I thought the Yankees could do it. Didn't know everyone was hurt, man. I think those injuries are going to leave them out of the division for now. For the Central, going to take the Guardians. Guys had a taste of it last year. They're going to be hungry again this year. I think they're ready to go. For the West, the Astros. Don't know how. They have it. They have the started pitching. And take the division. Yeah, they can hit. They have these role players that step up when they need to, and it's good to go. For the first wild card, we're going to go to the Yankees. They have a rough starter first, but I think they're pulled together when all these guys when Rundown comes back. That's that one army you need to take you over the top. Second wild card, I'm going to go to Manners. <sighs> hate Seattle. I hate Seattle. <laughs> Me too. If you want a first pitch, hope it's right someone's head. Hate hate him that bad. Leaf, I hate Seattle. Cool dude, man. Freaking hate Seattle though. Why?
0: I don't know about being a cool dude, but go ahead.
1: (laughs) Then the third, I'll give it to the Halos. Ooh. I'm going to give it to the Halos. The Twins are there, man. The Halos. I hope they prove me wrong or prove me right, excuse me. Hope they prove me right on this one, but, uh, Question a lot of the things that we've talked about. Question the fact that the catcher position is not filled. Question first base. Question marks at shortstop. Question marks in the bullpen. Kind of leaves me unsteady, which is why I think we sneak in there. I mean, like you alluded to earlier, that tweet. Trout's ready to go. Otani looks pumped up, ready to go. Sandy has me pumped up, ready to go. It just... It's there. It's going to be close, man. It's going to be tight with those Minnesota Twins. We got to step it up, and hopefully, we figure it out quick. And Evan gets it all together. But there's a lot riding on those positions, especially. We need everyone to produce. Those role players can't just be Trout, Otani, and Rendon. Needs to stay healthy. Guy already says he doesn't really care what we think as fans. And disappointing to hear. Really disappointing to hear that. But he's good. Otani and Trout are going to show out. No problem at all. I'm interested to see the shift. Jared Walsh, not impressed. I love Jared Walsh too, man. It hurts me to say. I thought he was going to be great. Not impressed right now. What's going on? And I don't think he's going to do well either with the split in
0: time. Well, I, and, and I think every... I think that's why Urschela is here. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Perry's impressed by him either. I mean, I honestly, I don't. I don't see Walsh getting back to that all star form. I. I've already said it. I think. I think Urshela will be the full time first baseman by the end of June. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's
1: I mean I agree. I honestly I agree. I thought Marcus Thames was going to help out Walsh the spring training. That's if you want a left handed hitting coach, that's the guy you want on your freaking team teaching your guy how to hit. Yep. But there's just those guys like how Mark Trumbull was. They're stuck in their ways in their mind. Pull the ball, pull the ball, pull the ball, and I'll get all hit home runs.
0: Launching, that's all fine in and indie. All they are. Yeah,
1: launching too. But I mean, I don't know, it's not Nevin's fault, not Perry's fault. It's a predicament that's been in for this franchise for the last couple of years. Who's our catcher? Who's our first baseman? Who's our second baseman? Brandon Drury, sorry. I apologize. Drury's probably the second baseman. But who's our shortstop? Those are positions right there. How many positions is that that you do not know? It's the unknown. And I have a problem when you don't know who your catcher is. How do you expect your starting pitching to be successful? We had top 10 pitching last year, but we had consistency at the plate with the catcher. Kurt Suzuki was not great offensively. Everyone saw that, but he had command of the staff.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that's the only reason he was brought back. You know, <laughs> yeah, for that money especially. Having that command for the staff. Um. Well, it's it's like we said, you know, it's – Logan looks like he's ready. You know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of now putting it together for, a you know, real in 162 game season you know, this isn't the this isn't the end of the season last year you know the five games that he got or whatever it was no this is uh this is it man you're probably you're probably gonna play at least 80 90 games this year probably if you're starting you know especially if you're splitting time so you know it's 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 put up or shut up for logan i, well, I wouldn't say put up you know well if he completely craps the bed Ugh. I don't know. Um, I just, I, I really don't see that happening. You know, I don't expect him to go out there, you know, and be a 300 hitter, you know, 30 home run guy, you know, 90 RBIs, you know, I don't expect that out of any catcher, when, you know, when they put it on an angel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, But no, you know, I, I, I think I'm excited for Logan. I I, I think he's ready. Um, First base is a question still, like you said, and I'm and I'm in agreement there. Um, I'm still not sold on Walsh. Like I said, I don't I don't think he's going to get back to that All Star form, and I really think that's why Urshel was brought in. Um, really excited about Brandon Drury, man, at second base. I mean, I mean, he just he had a really good spring, and he's just he's a professional ball player, man. You know, and I'm you know he's here. I believe he signed a two year deal, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him, you know, uh, wear that angel red for the next couple years. A little bit of question at shortstop. I really would like to see Geefy run away with it. Um, I mean, I really want to see his bat every day in the lineup. I mean, what he showed at the end of last year. I mean, Brandon, like I said, it sucks that he didn't get, you know, all the cuts that he really needed here in spring training. But you know, if he can just somehow. Get consistent there, I mean that'd be great because the Geefy that we saw at the end of last year man i I said man that's that's the guy that we've been waiting for. if he can if he can take this in the next season that's wonderful mm-hmm. and again, the question is still at third base, not so much the talent it's whether the talent can stay healthy, and another reason why I think you know especially we got Fletcher on the bench, you know you want to put. He fo at third and bring in a uh, Fletch to play some short one day to give Rendon a couple of days off a week to keep him fresh throughout the season. I mean, if you got to play him four days and give him three days off, throughout, you know, throughout the week, so freaking be it. You know, because I believe that he is key to our success in making the postseason. Man, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think a full time or Shella, or a full-time somebody else even you know a Mickey Moniac or somebody had to come up or whatever you know to put, you know to make room for somebody to play third base or whatever I don't think that's I don't think that's going to work yeah. like it's it's going to take Rendon staying freaking healthy for at least at least 120 games at least 120 games even 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 if it's he plays 120 games in like, I don't know, 20 of those. You know, maybe he's nursing an injury, whatever. And 20 of those, or whatever, are off days because they decided, hey, you know, we'll give you off day, keep you fresh, whatever. Just so as long as he's putting up the numbers, you know, because like I said, that guy, if that guy's if that guy's healthy, show he's raking, Trout's raking, you know, we didn't, we didn't mention Hunter Renfro. No. I mean that was an underrated. That was an underrated trade. I mean that right there between Ward, Trout, and Renfro—that's a hundred home runs in the outfield, man.
1: At least it's one of the best outfields baseball.
0: Oh, I'm telling you. So, I mean, if these question marks can just be answered, you know, within the first couple of months of the season, if Rendon's still healthy in June, I'm a—I'm gonna, going to do jumping jacks, dude. I'm going to do backflips. I feel like if, if he's still healthy in June, I was like, I'm gonna knock on wood, this 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 might this might happen. So, I mean, it's yeah. like you said, man. We do have some question marks, but man, if we can get those answers sooner than later, man, I'll feel a lot better.
1: Yeah, I mean, same way. It's just I don't like plugging guys in for a little bit because they don't produce right away. Can't ask a guy to spend five games on the bench, come in for one two games, produce, and then when he doesn't, be so disappointed. How can you expect that a guy hasn't been in a group? If we had questions answered, I'd be a little more confident with the Angels going forward into the postseason itself. All these other teams, or who I thought or think, excuse me, are going to be in the postseason, have those questions answered. And they have ready to go. Even the Yankees with the hurt arms, they still have guys ready to go. They still have that opportunity to outscore you. The Angels, if we had top ten in pitching last year. We're the only Major League Baseball team top ten in baseball in pitching to not make the playoffs. Why? Because we're the bottom four in hitting.
0: Yeah, we couldn't hit That's our. Up. I mean, we could. We couldn't hit the beach with a beach ball, dude. I mean, there was. I mean, how many one-run games? do – I mean, all all we needed the score was two runs. I mean, how I can't tell you how many games where we could we could just scored two runs and we probably would have won that game. Mm-hmm. Three runs. I can't tell you how many games Patrick Sandoval, you know, probably lost got or got an L, you know, because we lost by three runs. We couldn't get. Three more or more freaking runs for this guy. Well, then, of course you look back in the lineup, and I mean that lineup. <sighs> that lineup last year, up and down every week, just seemed like a joke. I, once yeah. we got past you know the month of May, it just, uh-huh. oh, God, yeah, it was a joke.
1: Yeah, I mean Perry did a great job by adding depth, like he said, guys are ready to play, because that was a problem last year. And like Todd even said right, you know, one of the shows is that we didn't have anybody to go to. We had to resort to these rookies or these guys who weren't major league ready, but they did step up for a little bit, but couldn't maintain it. Like a Stefanik, yep. that guy, is he good? He's a gamer, mm-hmm. but he's not major league ready. Yep. He's not an everyday type guy, but he did what he had to do to help his team out and teams figure out after a while, right? Unless you, you need a good hitter, unless you're a good player, you need to adapt to change. and He wasn't just there yet.
0: Absolutely. And we either that or we were cherry picking off the freaking waiver wire, man. You know, we hear you, you're Michael, yeah. was it your Mike Fords and your, your, uh, Jonathan VRs and all that stuff. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. No, we, we got desperate. I mean, this they year. They have
0: depth now. Yep. We, good, got, but... we got some major league hitters on this team this year. So, like I said, hopefully we'll get some questions answered rather sooner rather than the later. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I know Rob, you are too. I mean, I'm re- I'm ready for baseball. I mean, the World Baseball Classic got me all pumped up, and I'm I'm just ready to go, man. I'm looking forward to opening day. I'm going to be out there opening day. I'm going to be out there that Saturday after, and, man, I'm just looking forward to this. And uh, we're going to go ahead and end the show right there. Rob, again, I thank you for uh, for uh, coming on, man. I'm looking forward to this season co- uh, for you being our co-host, man. i uh, looking forward to taking this journey with you, and uh, all you fans out there, I appreciate you listening. Um, check us out every week here on the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. For Rob, I'm Fast Times Under the Halo. I want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time.